Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dungeon Dive Hobbycast, and welcome to the next installment of the Asian Video Nostalgia Trip. I believe this is part four of this series. Um, I should say that if your podcast player does not support video podcasts, you should probably head over to YouTube to watch this video series. All of the Dungeon Dive Hobbycasts, all of my podcasts are also up on a playlist on YouTube. Or perhaps find a video player that does support video podcasting, because I will probably be doing video podcasting uh, somewhat frequently. And I think this is a series that is way better if you're like watching it and seeing the covers as well as listening to me talk about them. But let's get right to it. And we are continuing with, um, it looks like more of uh, some Shaw Brothers stuff here. Probably another little um, selection of Shaw Brothers. And here we have Men from the Monastery. And that was directed by Cheng Che. And that stars uh, Chen Quan Tai and Alexander Fu Shang. So um, another one of the Shaolin Temple style movies from Cheng Che, starring Chen Quan Tai. Um, Alexander Fu Shang, he was a pretty popular author, or author, <laughs> actor, and uh, very like uh, kind of a hunky dude. I know he was uh, he was quite popular with the women, but um, he was not. I don't think he was a very good on screen martial artist, uh, especially when you pair him with Chin Quan Tai, who really was, and and he was always so amazing to watch. And I don't remember a lot about Men from the Monastery. It is one of those movies that just kind of blends in together with a lot of Chang Che's other movies. You know, unfortunately, with a lot of the Shaw Brothers stuff from this era and this style, it really takes something unique and bold for me to remember. I don't remember me not liking it, so it must have been okay, but I don't remember a lot of the details. I will try to remember to focus on the synopsis there so you can pause and read it. But that was Men from the Monastery. And then coming up, another one of these uh, somewhat uh, DVD of dubious quality, possibly some kind of uh, bootleg here, probably a release from a video recording, possibly even a recording off of television at some point. Very low quality uh, transfer of two champions of death. And uh, this was another one that they would try to probably sell as a Venom. Yep, the Venom, a Venom mob movie. And this says, also featuring some new cast members alongside the Venoms, which adds to the martial action we come to expect from the Poison Clan. Yeah, <laughs> they a lot of the U.S. DVDs really, really tried to milk that Poison Clan, the Venom mob, uh, for all it was worth. But that is two champions of death. And here we have a pretty interesting movie uh, called The Boxer from the Temple. And I remember really liking this one. It is directed by Joe, uh, John Lomar, who I believe did Mad Monkey Kung Fu, which is an awesome movie that actually stars uh, Ching Siu Dong. And this movie starred uh, an actor named Wu Yan Chin. And I am not really familiar with him. I don't know if I've ever seen him in any other movies. And if I have, I just don't recognize him. Uh, a lot of the cast in this movie... For some reason, this movie seemed to pull from um, outside of the regular Shaw Brothers stable of actors. And I think John Lomar did that quite often because uh, Mad Monkey Kung Fu also features some uh, other actors that I don't normally see in these movies. But yeah, this is a pretty, this is a, a pretty cool movie. I like it. 
uh, pretty uh, pretty good martial arts, uh, fun, and just uh, it's it's neat to see different people in these movies because as you watch uh, more and more Shaw Brothers movies, you just start to see like the same people over and over and over again. So it's always nice to see a new face. But that was the boxer from the temple. And here we have a movie that was a pretty big disappointment, uh, The Bloody Escape. I saw this. I, I saw Chin Kwan Tai on the cover. I saw that it was called The Bloody Escape. I thought that maybe it was going to be like a great escape kind of a movie. It is directed by Sun Chung. But um, yeah, I, I did not really care for this movie. Um, it was okay. It, it looks well made. It looks expensive. It looks kind of like a more bigger budget movie. Um, and it also, let's see, it also has a uh, choreography by uh, Lau Kar Lung. But um, yeah, I just found it um, a little dull. And I was, I, the most important thing I remember from the movie is being disappointed by it. So that was The Bloody Escape. And that was from 1974. Okay, here we go. The all-time classic. So this right here, The Boxer from Shandong. This is my all-time favorite martial arts movie of any style, of any era. Um, one time at my top 100. This was number two, right uh, before um, Once Upon a Time in the West. Uh, this movie has two directors, Cheng Che and Pao Shu Li. And it stars Chen Quan Tai and Chen Li and David Chang. And this movie is just absolutely fantastic. It's kind of a rise and fall of a gangster movie. And Chin Quan Tai, he, he he really wants to be known in like the underworld of, of, of uh, Chinese mobsters. And he has to fight his way up and he kind of you know, gets corrupted. And it, oh man, it's just, it's so good. It is so well made. Uh, Cheng Che kind of handled the story direction and the acting direction. And from what I read, Pao Shu Li, he was like really concerned with continuity and really concerned with authenticity. And so together, those two just crafted this absolute masterpiece of martial arts drama. I would say this is a drama first and a martial arts movie second. It's not wall-to-wall -wall fighting. There is good story. There's good character depth. Uh, yeah, just a, an absolutely fantastic movie. I cannot recommend this movie enough. And that is The Boxer from Shandong. And that is from 1972. And man, from one kind of classic to the absolute other kind. So these two movies, The Boxer from Shandong and Holy Flame of the Martial World, are at complete opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of, of realism and in terms of like what they were trying to accomplish. The Boxer from Shandong was trying to be a somewhat historical, a little bit of a realistic kind of martial arts drama, whereas Holy Flame of the Martial World is one of the most absolutely insane fantasy films ever made. I know there are some people who are questioning why I am doing something like this on my channel, and in the same breath, they might be asking me opinions on what the best sword and sorcery movies are. And... The first part, the first answer to that answers the second question, because martial arts movies really are the best examples of sword and sorcery fiction on screen. They feature lone heroes questing for magic weapons. They feature literal uh, literal scenes of, of, of grinding for experience, of leveling up, of crafting weapons, 
of training, of getting better, of going on these epic quests of of uh, lone heroes standing up against wizards. Uh, you, you really can't get better examples of sword and sorcery fiction than in martial arts movies. And Holy Flame of the Martial World is one of those examples. It actually has a scene where a guy has to go through this dungeon in a cave in order to find this magic sword. And he has to pass through traps. He has to figure out riddles. One of the traps, he he steps on a button and the words, the literal words on the ground come to life and attack him. This movie has flying swordsmen. I mean, people fly all over the place, climbing up walls, scaling cliffs. There are uh, just, yeah, this movie is absolutely insane. It stars Max Mock and Philip Kwok, um, Elvis Choi. Uh, just, yeah, uh, man, I cannot say enough amazing things about Holy Flame of the Martial World. This is a kind of a bootleg uh, uh, DVD here from Bonsai, and it is um, part of their Shaolin collection. But um, this was to replace my old VCD because this movie deserves to be uh, seen in all of its glory. It is such a fantastic movie. And uh, yeah, you just, you, I've never seen another movie like this. And that is Holy Flame of the Martial World. And here we have another uh, martial arts fantasy movie um, night from 1983. And that is Portrait of Crystal. And that is director Hua Shan. And this stars Pai Pao, Liu Yu Pu, Wang Zhong, and Chen Shu Cha. I don't know who any of those people are. This was another one of those Shaw Brothers movies that did kind of seem to be working outside of the stable. It was from 1983, so that was a little bit later in the Shaw Brothers career or the Shaw Brothers production. And I do not remember much about this movie. If I would have to say, it was probably a pretty low budget affair and kind of coming at the tail end of the Shaw Brothers uh, reign at the top. You know, at this point in their history, uh, Golden Harvest was kind of taking over. Uh, the Shaw Brothers, they made some great movies in the 80s for sure, but they were starting to taper off. They were past their golden days, I would say. But yeah, uh, Portrait in Crystal. And here we have a great kind of follow-up to The Five Deadly Venoms, and that is Return of the Five, Five Deadly Venoms, uh, directed by Chang Che, starring Chen Quan Tai, Kuo Chi, Lo Meng, Really, really good movie. I think I might, as far as a martial arts movie goes, as far as like the action and the what is happening on screen, I think I like Return of the Five Deadly Venoms more than The Five Deadly Venoms. But The Five Deadly Venoms is an all-time classic of like martial arts mystery. It's, it's almost like an Italian giallo movie mixed with a kung fu movie. And Return of the Five Deadly Venoms is definitely more of a straightforward uh, kung fu movie. But it is very good. It has some fantastic fight sequences. And this DVD from Crash... This is another Crash Cinema. This is one of the... Probably the first Crash Cinema uh, DVD I purchased. And it's it's pretty good quality. And up oh, speaking of the Five Deadly Venoms, here is the Dragon Dynasty version of this Celestial uh, remaster. I recently bought this to... Um, to replace one of my old bootleg DVDs of this movie that I had for so long. 
just because I did want a really good copy of this all-time classic here, of course, uh, starring Cheng Che, and this is the movie that, of course, launched the Poison Squad, the Poison Mob, the Five Deadly Venoms, the Venom Mob, uh, the movie that launched uh, the Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> and a bunch of samples uh, that were used in their songs and everything. But yeah, this is a good movie. You know, you've got all of the different, the, the Venom Mob uh portraying all of their different styles, their animal styles. And it's kind of a, it is a murder, not a murder mystery, but it's a mystery to figure out who's who because they wear these masks and they're not supposed to know who each other are. So it's kind of got this superhero angle in a weird way, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's very creative. It's perhaps has one of the more intricate plots in a lot in, in Kung Fu cinema. And so in that, in that way, I think it is a pretty interesting movie, even though there, I think there are moments that are a little on the slow side. And here we have the new one-armed swordsman. So I believe this was the third of the sort of the, uh, there was the one-armed swordsman, return of the one-armed armed swordsman, and the new one-armed swordsman. And uh, this one actually did not star Jimmy Wang Yu. This one starred uh, David Chang, I believe. And this is another one of those uh, NTSC, the NS video or DVD imprints, really poor quality. A few of these were really good quality. Like my copy of uh, Kid with the Golden Ar Kid, Kid with the Golden Arm is actually pretty good from this, uh, but I don't remember this one being very good. Uh, some of them are so bad that they're almost unwatchable, but I would just buy them if I saw them just to take a chance because they were so cheap. And speaking of that, another one of that imprint here, and that is the Flag of Iron. Again, trying to advertise this as a Venom Mob movie. It does star uh, Lo Mang and Sun Qin and Chang Shang. So this one actually did have quite a bit of the Venom Mob. I do not remember this movie. I may not, I may not have ever watched this one. Uh, directed Chang Che, of course. So another kind of heroic bloodshed movie. I'm going to have to return to this one and see if I've seen it or not, because I don't remember. And here we have a uh, U.S. version of the absolute classic Shaolin Master Killer, or 36 Chambers of Shaolin, as it should be called, because calling this Shaolin Master Killer is really bizarre, because he was not a master killer. He was a monk trying to train people in Kung Fu so they could defend their homeland. Uh, but yes, uh, starring La uh, directed by Lao Karlong, starring, starring Gordon Liu and Lo Lei, a uh, fantastic movie, kind of the movie that really popularized the extended training sequence. I mean, this is literally a movie about a guy going from zero to hero, just like in the dungeon crawl games that we all love. Uh, you know, he starts off knowing nothing. He starts training. He gets better. He gains more skill. He gains more experience points. He levels up. He crafts his own uh, style of weapons in order to overcome other challenges. He goes through chambers of tests and traps. Uh, just, yeah, this is a, it's, it's such a good movie. I just watched uh, 36 Chamber of Shaolin about a month ago when I was kind of starting to get back into martial arts cinema and loved every single minute of it. So yeah, Shaolin Master Killer, 36 Chamber of Shaolin. If you've never seen it, this is this is just a classic of world cinema. And here we have The Water Margin. So The Water Margin, of course, based upon the famous uh, Chinese series of novels, um, The 108 Heroes of the Marsh. I believe like the even like the Japanese RPGs, um, what is it, Sudokin? Man, I, 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 my, my mind just blanked. Uh, there was three parts or yeah, I can't remember. It started on the PlayStation, uh, Suikoden, Suikoden, 
was also based on the 108 Heroes of the Marsh because you had to like collect the 108 heroes in that game, the 108 stars. Uh, but yeah, very famous series of Chinese novels. And this was one of them. All Men Are Brothers was also based on that same. This is a pretty early 1972 directed by Chang Che, starting David Chang and Di Lung. And um, David Chang's martial arts skills in this movie are really, really bad. He's a pretty small dude. And he's supposed to be a grappler. And it just, it's not... It, <laughs> There's, you really have to suspend your disbelief that David Chang is a great martial arts hero in this. And the the uh, choreography and the, the filming of the action is pretty low quality in this movie. It is more of a kind of a big epic drama. And on that, in that way, it's it's okay. But I find it pretty lackluster in most other regards. Um, okay, Avenging Eagle, another Shaw Brothers movie from uh, Red Sun. This kind of eh, probably yeah bootleg imprint here from the Shaolin Collection, uh, starring Di Lung and um, Alexander Fusheng. And uh, this is a pretty good movie. I like this movie quite a bit. It has some really good action. Uh, Di Lung, he started off not being very, uh, not being a very authentic stage fighter, on screen fighter, but he got better I think as he aged. I'm not sure if he just improved or if the, the skill of the choreographers and the skill of the directing improved to make him look better. But as his career went on, he became more and more fun to watch on screen. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe Alexander Fusheng, I don't know. Maybe my, my opinion, I stated earlier on um, Alexander Fusheng was a little off. I just, I remember him being in a bunch of movies that I just didn't love. And it's hard for me to think of a movie that he was in that I did love. So I think I'm going to need to reevaluate my possibly wrong opinion on Alexander Fusheng. That's because I'm seeing some images on this and, and, and I'm remembering thinking this is pretty cool. So I'm going to have to do some more um, viewing of Alexander Fusheng to see if my opinion uh, in my mind still holds up. And here we have Return of the Master Killer, another one of those uh, really bad bootleg DVD. So this was Return to the 36th Chamber, directed by Lao Garlung, uh, starring Gordon Liu. And um, yeah, th this is a good movie. I like this one. It has some, has some really interesting fight sequences, and it's a little more of a comedy. It kind of has a different, a different tone than the first movie. The first movie is actually pretty serious, and it's, a, it's, it's kind of a political drama as the background to the action, whereas this is a, a pretty straightforward kung fu movie with a little more of that kind of broad humor. So that is Return of the Master Killer or Return to the 36th Chamber. And here we have uh, quite the movie here. Kung, <laughs> kung Fu versus Yoga. Oh, man. This movie right here. Okay. This movie is, is, is a must-watch just for the final fight sequence and for the setup for the whole movie, which comes at about the 40-minute mark. So at the 40-minute mark, the hero of this movie uh, gets married to a woman, and she is just the worst. They're, they're both pretty bad characters. The, the, the dude's a total just lazy guy, and, and the, the woman just wants his money, but he doesn't have any. And so she tells him that he has to go out and fight these four masters in order for him to be able to have sex with her. So the whole point of the movie is him going 
it's him going out to fight these uh, kung fu masters and to get some trinkets from them so he can get laid by his wife. And the final master he has to fight is a yogi. And the yoga fighting versus the kung fu fighting is awesome. It, it is one of the most creative fight sequences I have ever seen. There are two ver uh, where they have kung fu versus yoga. And they both have to be seen to be believed. The way that the kung fu guys, the way they finally um, overcome the yoga master is is it's masterful. It's so creative and so much fun and also incredibly racist because the uh, two Chinese uh, Kung Fu masters, they dress up in brown face to pretend that they are Indian. And it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's wrong in every way, but it is also incredibly entertaining. So that is Kung Fu versus yoga. And here we have yet another one of the uh, Shaw Brothers um, heroic bloodshed movies. One of the uh, kind of Shaolin Temple movies. And that is the Blood Brothers starring Chen Quan Tai, David Chang, and Di Long. Those three were in so many uh, movies together. This one, I do not remember the director. If I had to take a guess, I would say Cheng Che. But I'm not positive on that. This is another one of those Red Sun Probably a bootleg, but an, an okay movie with um, this bootleg actually has a pretty good picture. Uh, speaking of a bootleg with a terrible picture, though, is this 10 Tigers from Kuang Tung. And that was directed by Cheng Che. This uh, DVD is so bad. It's so low quality that I don't even think I've ever finished watching this one. And that, again, stars Alexander Fusheng, Di Long, Cheng Sheng, Lu Feng, Lo Meng, Wang Li and Sun Chen. So it's kind of a who's who of Shaw Brothers martial arts cinema at that time. And now we're going to the complete opposite end of that. A great DVD, but another one of those Red Sun bootlegs, but an awesome movie of fantastic quality. One of the all-time greats. And that is Fist of the White Lotus, directed by Lole, uh, the Shaw Brothers bad boy himself, Lole, who almost always played villains. And here he plays uh, Pai Mei, and he has to fight against Gordon Liu. And Gordon Liu learns a feminine style of kung fu through a needle threading. And oh, yeah, this movie absolutely rules. If you've never seen Fist of the White Lotus, I highly recommend watching this movie um, immediately. It's it's weird. This says that it's a remake, but it's kind of a sequel to the classic Executioners from Shaolin. But Executioner from, Executioners from Shaolin, it's a pretty serious movie. It's kind of slow. It is about the, the burning of the Shaolin Temple, and there's a lot of drama. Whereas Fist of the White Lotus, the follow-up, is just pure kind of Saturday morning kung fu. And it's very good, very entertaining, and it, it has a fantastic ending. And here we have the Kung Fu Instructor. Um, another movie directed by Sun Chung, and that starred uh, uh, Di Long. And again, he just kind of got better. This is from 1979, and this is actually a pretty cool movie. I really, I, I do like this movie. Um, this says that, let's see, it was a, a loose homage to Akira Kurosawa's Yo Jimbo. And hmm, I'm trying to think if I, if I would have recognized that not knowing. I'm not sure if I would, but yeah, I like this movie quite a bit. I, I do always enjoy watching D. Lung. 
He was a really good, I should say he is, he, he's still alive. Um, yeah, he's looking pretty old nowadays, but yeah, he is still alive. He's, he is a good actor. And here we have a movie that I know I have never watched, and that is The Black Tavern. And that is directed by Ye Young-chu, and it stars Shi Shu, Kang Hua, and Ku Feng. This is from 1972. I am pretty unfamiliar with all of the people involved in this movie. I remember one of the reasons why I wanted to buy this movie is on the cover. It looks like it takes place in snow. And I always like martial arts movies that have a scene in the snow. So I need to put this on my to-watch list. And here we have another D. Lung movie. Uh, he might be in the most movies that I own. He might be the actor that is most uh, represented. And this is The Magic Blade. This is a really cool movie. Kind of an older, when, when was this? Um, probably early 70s. Where is the, hmm. this actually looks like it might be some kind of bootleg of the celestial version because the colors don't look right. It looks a little different, but um, I'm not sure what year this was. Uh, it does have a commentary by Bay Logan. Bay Logan is a uh, fellow from the UK. He is a expert at martial arts cinema, a very cool dude. He actually wrote one of the first books in English on martial arts cinema. And we are going to take a look at some of my martial arts cinema books after this is done. And really cool guy. His commentaries are awesome. He really knows his stuff. And The Magic Blade is a really cool kind of fantasy movie. It has lots of uh, very uh, dark and kind of evocative cinematography. A lot of the, the movie takes place at night. It almost feels kind of like a like a martial arts Batman. Uh, yeah, really cool movie. A little slow, but really um, atmospheric. And here we have Seeding of a Ghost. Uh, one of the Shaw Brothers horror movies. I absolutely love that cover. Kind of an exorcist throwback. Uh, this was directed by Yang Chuan. And uh, I'm not sure who any of the actors really are. This was kind of an infamous movie. It was supposed to be kind of gross and kind of uh, edgy, but I found it a little dull and it wasn't really scary and it wasn't really edgy. And so I remember being a little disappointed with it, but I really wanted, I had built it up in my mind for so long because it was one of those kind of infamous movies that was unavailable for so long, but that is Seating of a Ghost. And that was from 1983. And here we have Ninja in Ancient China. And I believe this was the last or one of the last Cheng Che movies. Um, this was not a Shaw Brothers movie from the director of The Five Venoms and The One-Armed Swordsman. Uh, this, is, uh, this was an okay movie. It has some pretty cool fight sequences. It has some nice cinematography. It's interesting to see Cheng Che working outside of the Shaw Brothers uh, sets and using different actors. It, it has a different feel to it. So that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to watch it, just to see how he would work outside of the, of the normal uh, trappings of a Shaw Brothers, uh, uh, of Shaw Brothers um, Studios. So that is Ninja in Ancient China. Here we have a very early Shaw Brothers movie. Um, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess not super early for them, but pretty early. And that was uh, Temple of the Red Lotus, starring a very young Jimmy Wang Yu. And this was, um, so in the early days of swordsman movies, they were actually swords women movies. Um, 
they were very popular. The, 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 the wuxia films were very popular with um, women. And um, as a matter of fact, fewer and fewer men were going to see the movies. And so Mona Fong, the producer, she charged Chang Che with making the films more masculine and attracting a more masculine audience because they were the ones with the money to come to the theaters. But this is one of those movies that just, it's a, it's a softer movie. It's more about soft style, lots of flowing uh, fabric and, and softer sword play. And it is a little boring. And a lot of these are really early kind of, um, you know, magical swordsman movies. They, they, the, the action, the action isn't up to par with what it would become. It's, it's older. The special effects weren't there. The choreography wasn't there. The, uh, the, the abilities of the actors weren't there yet. And so they're, they're a little rough, but they're neat to see in a historical context. And so that is Temple of the Red Lotus. And here we have a flying guillotine here and starring Chin Quan Tai, of course. Another one of those NS bootleg DVDs. I need to go through, I need to watch all of these ones that have these yellow covers and figure out which ones are, are watchable, which ones I should keep, and which ones I need to try to replace on better quality. Because um, I have a feeling that this one I also have on VCD. And I remember the VCD actually being much better than this DVD. And another one of those NS bootlegs here. And that is Invincible Shaolin. Directed by Chang Che. Man, that guy made so many movies. I wonder how many movies he made. It must be close to 100 movies. But In Invincible Shaolin is pretty good. Again, it stars... Uh, I think a lot, probably three or four of the Venom mob there. Ku uh, Chia, Lo Meng, Wei Pei Cheng, Cheng Sheng, and Lu Feng. So, yeah. Okay, movie there. But again, a lot of these movies from Cheng Che with these people, a little interchangeable. You know, if you like one, there's a good chance you'll like the, you'll like, uh, the next one you watch. If you don't like one, you probably won't like <laughs> won't like the next one you watch. The, the variance in quality... They were pretty kind of flatline in how in how much they they varied in quality. Uh, Shaolin Mantis, directed by uh, Lao Gar Lung, and that of course starred David Chang in one of his like better martial arts performances. This is another one of those NS bootlegs, and they, I like how they call this the Platinum Collector's Edition. This is a really bad DVD. I actually have a newer version of this DVD, and we will take a look at that in a little later. And here is my um, original version of Five Deadly Venoms. This was an okay version. It looks okay, but it's not anamorphic and it, it's it's kind of shrunk on a widescreen television. But yeah, I've already said everything I want to say about this all-time kung fu cult classic. And that is true. This movie, you know, you, you could show this movie at a midnight screening and people would, would, would show up just to watch it, just to relive their childhoods, uh, perhaps seeing this on Black Belt Theater back in the day. Speaking of Black Belt Theater, here we have probably the most famous or maybe the most infamous movie to appear on Black Belt Theater. Um, this is the movie that the Monday after we all saw this on the weekend, the Monday at school after we all saw this, our, our lives were changed. Chinese Super Ninjas from Chang Che or Five Elemental Ninjas. This movie changed Gen X's life as much as Star Wars did, at least for those of us who saw it. 
Uh, this movie, the, the importance of this movie in my life cannot be overstated. This is the one that everybody would say, oh, what was that movie with the ninjas where they came out of the water or they they were like uh, they dressed up like trees or they buried through the ground. They, they crawled through holes in the ground like Bugs Bunny. Uh, this is that movie. This is the movie that everybody talked about. And when we finally remembered what it was called and we were finally able to see it again. It was, I mean, just like imagine seeing Star Wars for the first time. You're flipping through the you're you're flipping through the television. You're young, you're five years old, you know, five to ten years old. You're flipping through the television, looking for something to watch, and Star Wars comes on, and you don't know what it is, and it's weird. And the voices sound sound weird because you're not used to seeing something dubbed. And then all of a sudden you're watching this thing that's the most amazing thing you've ever seen, and then it's gone because there's no video, there's no internet. You know, these movies aren't in video stores at the time. And uh, just it's it, you, you saw this thing for like an hour and it completely blew your mind. You'd never seen anything like it. And all you wanted to do was was revisit it, but you couldn't. So what would you do? You would recreate it. So our friends, we would all meet up. We would make our own weapons out of like broomsticks and, and make nunchucks with broomsticks and rope and make ninja stars out of paper like origami ninja stars. And we would have to like recreate the things we saw in these movies because it was the only way we could relive them. It was the only way we could experience them again. And we did that for for many, many months after seeing Chinese Super Ninjas. And this is one that I, I do need to get a better DVD because while this um, HK video from Taiwan is pretty good, I, I want to get this one like in a really nice uh, uh, Blu-ray because this is an all-time classic. It has a fantastic dub too. Uh, some choice dialogue. And here we have uh, Chinatown Kid. I have only seen about half of this movie and I do not like it. I was not a huge fan of the Shaw Brothers uh, movies when they were supposedly, uh, when they took place in like a real kind of modern setting in, in the 70s. And so I know quite a few, I know Chinatown Kid has a good reputation, but I, I just, I could not get into it. And one of my favorites, I've got a poster of this movie hanging up in my room, and that is The Kid with the Golden Arm. Such an awesome movie from Chang Che. It has one of the best plots ever. The movie starts off, some guys say, hey, um, we need you to protect this gold because it's going to go from point A to point B. And along that way, there's going to be like seven Kung Fu masters that are going to, to try to steal the gold. And the guy's like, okay. They go, they hit the road and then they fight going from point A to point B. Perfect, perfect plot for a martial arts movie. And some of the action in this movie is just great. Just classic, classic Shaw Brothers. And it's at the end of our, it's at the end of the Shaw Brothers. Uh, that might be, that might be like the last of the Shaw Brothers movies here. And now we are into, let's see, this is a Japanese movie, of course. And that is from uh, Kitamura. And from Tokyo Shock, and that is Versus. We have talked about Versus a little bit before. It stars uh, Taksakaguchi, who was in uh, Death Trance. And this is a crazy, crazy Japanese movie. It's almost like, it's like two and a half hours long. It's way too long. Actually, it's 119 minutes. Okay. It's it's long. It's a long movie. And it has uh, vampires and samurai and yakuza, and they're all fighting in a forest. Very low budget, very bloody, very cool. Um, this was a DVD version. I My first version of this I bought from a tape. There was these really, really great tape traders. 
in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s on online. And one of them was called Blackest Heart Media. And that was our go-to place to get bootlegs of, of, of weird world cinema and bootlegs of just, you know, we saw the ring from there. I believe, I believe our bootleg from, of, um, of Blair Witch Project also came from uh, Blackest Heart Media, like a long time before it was shown in the theaters. And that movie was weird when you didn't know it, like the truth about it. Yeah. But uh, my, my first copy of Versus was on VHS and then it got, it got pretty popular around the, um, the film um, festival circuits and it, they finally brought it to DVD. It doesn't stand the test of time. It's too long. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's the, but there's still some cool stuff going on and it is still um, Kitamura's best movie. He's made some other movies and just, he has never been able to really capture this energy that he did with Versus. It, this is kind of like Kevin Smith with Clerks. Kevin Smith never made a movie even close to as good as Clerks and Kitamura never made a movie as close to good as Versus. And here we have Zipongu, uh, Zipong. I have talked about this movie in probably one of my Shadows of Brimstone videos because this is kind of a, this is a, a movie that I would recommend fans of weird westerns and fans of Shadows of Brimstone, The Forbidden Fortress watching. So again, there is this very tight connection between these movies and the games that we play. And if you have avoided uh, martial arts cinema for some reason or avoided um, Asian cinema for some reason, because maybe you don't think you're going to connect with it, but you are into the kinds of games that I cover on this channel, you will connect with these movies because once you start seeing how similar they are, uh, you will realize how influential these movies have been on these games that we like. And Zapongu is fantastic. It's, it's a weird Western set in the East because there's a lot of similarities between an Eastern and a Western. And Zapongu is fantastic. It's kind of a comic book style samurai movie. Very good. Good humor. Good cinematography. Uh, really good acting. And yeah, I, I, I love this movie. I don't think this movie gets nearly as much credit as it should. And here we have another Japanese movie based off of a comic book and manga. And that is Uzumaki. Pretty good movie. I like the manga better. But uh, the movie has some really cool special effects, some neat makeup, all these weird spiral things, lots of snails and twisted bodies. But pretty cool movie, Uzumaki. And here we have a movie that, so this was probably a Chinese, let's see, nope, there is English. What is this movie called? It has Andy Lau in it. So it was a, probably a pretty big production but it does not mention the um, English name. So I cannot, I do not remember. Is that the Warriors? Probably came out after John Woo's Red Cliff because after that movie came out, a whole bunch of copycat movies came out. So I would bet this is a post Red Cliff Hong Kong movie and probably not very good. Uh, the Phantom Lover from Ronnie Yu. So we have talked about Ronnie Yu before, uh, Bride with White Hair. This is kind of a Chinese, a Hong Kong remake of uh, Phantom of the Opera. Very pretty movie with uh, cinematography by Peter Powell. And he is a fantastic cinematographer. Very beautiful movie. Unfortunately, this DVD from Tai Sing 
doesn't do the movie justice. It's a, it, this is not an, an, a martial arts movie in any way. It, it's a romance. It's a drama, but it's it's it has it has a really kind of nice kind of almost almost like a fairy tale feel to it. But yeah, pretty cool movie, The Phantom Lover. I want to get a nicer copy. It does star uh, Leslie Chung, so you know the acting is going to be uh, very good. But yeah, I, I want to get a better DVD of this because I think the movie needs to be seen in a really clean uh, way to really appreciate the cinematography. And here we have okay, so they're the, the Pang Brothers and directed by Oxide Pang. Uh, what other movies did they make? I think they made The Eye, I believe. And The Eye is a really good kind of J-horror film. I really like The Eye. And this one was called Abnormal Beauty. And I don't remember this one being very good. It is a Category 3 movie, which means it either has some nudity or lots of very gruesome violence. But I don't remember anything standing out about Abnormal Beauty. And speaking of not remember anything standing out, we have another Andrew Lau movie. Kind of the Andrew Lau was kind of like the Roland Emmerich of Hong Kong. <laughs> That's a, probably a pretty good comparison. And this was a really bad kind of 3D horror movie he made called The Park. And I turned it off about halfway because it just was not good. And uh, returning to Japanese horror, J-horror here on Tomi. Pretty cool movie here. I don't like this movie as much as I like another uh, kind of similar movie called Stacy. But uh, Tomi was pretty cool. Very kind of creepy, very low-key you know, uh, J-horror, trying to be as subtle as possible, but maybe at the detriment of some entertainment value. And I think we're going to stop there. We're going to stop there with Tomi today, and we will continue on the next episode. I hope you have enjoyed this look and talk through some uh, Asian DVDs. We will talk to you later. Bye-bye.